The Northern Zhou Dynasty was not a period in favor of Buddhism in China, but Cave 428, built during this time, has the largest number of donor images in the Dunhuang Mugao complex. Its murals also tell one of the most well-known Buddhist stories of self-sacrifice. Jataka tales are stories about the past lives of the Buddha. These stories tell of the Buddha's previous incarnation and the ways in which he accumulated his good karma through great sacrifice. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Of all the Dunhuang Mugao caves built in the early period of construction, Cave 428 is the largest. It contains a space of more than 170 square meters and is marked as being the largest central pillared cave in Mugao. Beside the size, Cave 428 also holds another record in Dunhuang, and we'll save that for later. Situated on the third level above the entrance of the Magao Grottoes, Cave 428 was built in the Northern Zhou Dynasty from 557 AD to 581. This was not a good time for Buddhism. It was suppressed by the authorities. Perhaps the Buddhist advocates and believers suffered a lot as Jataka tales about the great self-sacrifice of Buddha in his previous life were depicted on the walls of Cave 428. They include some masterpieces. During this period, the Dunhuang mural paintings used blue and red as the main colors and further integrated aspects of central China, representing a mix of Chinese, central and western Asian styles. It is especially noteworthy that the depiction of the Jataka story in the form of a comic book was widely used. The most famous one is painted on the East Wall. The entire Jataka tale is about Prince Mahatsattva sacrificing himself to feed tigers and is depicted in three long strips in a zigzag sequence. On each strip, mountains and groves form half-hidden S-shaped lines to further divide the picture into smaller parts. We've already touched upon this mural in a previous episode, talking about the depiction of horses in Dunhuang. Now, let's take a look in detail. The mural begins on the right-hand side of the first strip. Three young men kneel before a blue pagoda, with their hands pressed together in the form of genuflection. Two royal figures sit inside the blue pagoda. In the picture, the building has no front wall so that figures inside can be seen. They are, presumably, the king and queen. They wave farewell to the three young men, who are presumably their sons. In the next few scenes, the three brothers head off into the forest to go on a hunt. Deer and tigers populate the forest, while trees and mountain ranges frame each scene. The undulating, multicolored mountains are scaled to be smaller than the trees, animals and human figures. The story continues on the second strip, this time beginning on the left-hand side. It is the climax of the entire mural. The three brothers continue further into the forest when they descend from their horses to take a rest at the foot of some mountains. 
During their rest, the brothers spot a tigress with seven baby cubs. The tiger mother is depicted with her mouth open and painted in dreary shades with drooping limbs. She is starving and she stares at those baby tigers prancing around her feet as if she wants to eat her own children. To avoid such a tragedy happening, the three young princes try to help the mother find some food, but there is no food nearby. Then Prince Mahasattva, who is actually a former life of Shakyamuni Buddha, suddenly comes up with an idea. He keeps it to himself and tells his two brothers to go elsewhere and find some food while he stays and watches out for the tigers. After his brothers leave, Prince Mahasattva strips off his clothes and lies down in front of the tigress, offering himself to the hungry mother. The tigress sniffs at his body, but makes no move to harm him, even though she is starving. The prince realizes that good intentions alone would not save a life. It would take determined and complete self-sacrifice to save the tigers. So he climbs to the edge of a cliff, cuts open his neck and throws himself off the edge. With his neck bleeding profusely, his body drops in front of the tigress and her cubs. The story continues on the third strip by beginning on the right-hand side again. The other two princes return. When they see the bones left behind by the tigress and her cubs, they suddenly understand what happened in their absence and their bodies contort in shock, anguish and grief. The two brothers hurry back to the palace on their horses to tell the king about what happened to Prince Mahasattva. After reporting to the king, the family builds a stupa to commemorate Prince Mahasattva's selfless actions. The story actually ends on the topmost right corner of this image. The tragic tone of the painting is accentuated in the third strip by the running gesture of the second elder brother in grief and shock, and the trees tilted by wind caused by the galloping horses. Buddhism believes by sacrificing oneself for the sake of others, one can perfect oneself and reach enlightenment. To help the viewers have a deeper experience of this Buddhist story, the creator of the mural talentedly designed the layout, narration sequence and colours, as well as the facial expressions and body gestures of the brothers and animals. The solemnity of sacrifice, the eternal compassion for life, and the spiritual connotation of full dedication emphasised in this story have been strengthened through the mural. Another Dunhuang record that Cave 428 holds is the number of donors credited in the murals. With 1,189 donor images, it is the cave with the largest number of donors anywhere in Dunhuang. Among them, 699 are of monks and nuns, most of whom are not locals. Maybe the cave was built by the local monasteries with funds raised by monks, and those who supported the construction of this cave might have come from far away, a strong indication that it was not only a big event for Dunhuang, but in a vast surrounding area. 
the vast expansion of Buddhism experienced a sharp drop during the northern Jiu dynasty. And like previous dynasties, the emperor of the northern Jiu called for the abolition of Buddhism. He believed the religious temples had too much land and power, so he had Buddhist and Taoist images destroyed and their clergy returned to lay life. However, Dunhuang, out by the edge of the Gobi Desert, was not much affected because of its great distance from metropolitan China. This might be one of the main reasons that many Buddhist followers began flocking into this area, constructing caves and monasteries to preserve their faith. The Northern Jiu dynasty was short-lived. Soon, China was united as one country with a strong central government and became the richest and most powerful country in the world. Dunhuang embraced another wave of cave construction and artistic work reached its peak in terms of both quality and quantity. Do join us in the following episodes of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast as we will reveal the highlights of Dunhuang, the largest Buddhist art gallery in the world. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and Sanliang Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review. I'm Graham Stevens. See you next time.